It's sometimes not about just making that sale. It's about capturing that email so then we can get them in that sequence. You know, whether it's social media, the SEO, I mean, they basically hire one person for 60K and expect that salary to cover everything. They think they only need SEO because they've heard about SEO, or they think they only need pay-per-click. Many more, you know, it's a funnel, right? There's there's so many different pieces Like a multi-approach funnel. It has to be. This is the ProCo 360 Podcast. I'm Dave Tabor, hosting ProCo 360, because I love Colorado, and I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs. Today's episode features Clint Macklin and Jared Schumacher, the co-founders of Via Technologies, a full-service digital agency. I know Via really well because they've sponsored ProCo 360 for quite a while and host the website, so I trust these guys. And that's why I told them there are, I mean, I was pretty candid with you guys. There are lots of digital agencies out there. We're not going to talk about mm-hmm. that business at all, right? I want to talk about the trends and new approaches in digital marketing. What's going on with SEO these days, especially now that I'm reading a ton about a. I and mm-hmm. SEO and search engines and mm-hmm. so forth. I want to know how email marketing campaigns have changed. I want to talk about social media marketing and influencer campaigns. Basically, I want these guys to catch me up, catch us up on what's going on, what's happening in the digital marketing space and get a sense for what's coming too. So with all that, Clint, Jared, glad you could join me on Proco 360. Happy to be here. Thanks, Dave. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I am going to give you a quickie softball. Tell us about your business. Yeah, uh, we got started in 2016, and we just try to be the one-stop shop digital agency. So we do it all from website design, e-com, to app development, and then obviously what we're talking about today, all the marketing needs. Yeah, so, you know, uh, digital marketing, I know you guys do all kinds, right? We talked about your creative services and all this. That's all part of advertising. We really want to talk and focus today on the trends and the techniques and digital marketing. So I want to start with SEO. And SEO has been around a long time, search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. Let me say that slower. Search engine (laughs) optimization. It used to be considered like this organic thing, like you'd win search by merit. Mm -hmm. And the best content, the best association, ideas that all come to the top. That was like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, does merit even matter anymore? Yeah, You know, I think one of the big things about SEO and search engine optimization is Google, right, owns about 92% of the search engine space, right? Um, and, and because of that, you know, you're, we're pretty much focused on what Google is wanting. Mm-hmm. And Google is constantly moving those goalposts. Now, some of it is, you know, them having to change uh, after people hack their algorithm, so to speak, right? Um, and I think, you know, initially it started with you could, you know, back when I was 16, I got my uh, <laughs> my dad's uh, carpet cleaning business to rank first, second, and third uh, <laughs> on the search engine just by uh, gamifying, you know, yeah. through their keywords, right? And that slowly evolved over time where they started putting more weight on on reviews, right? And then it was backlinks and, and each step of the way. You know, businesses and digital agencies mm-hmm. are able to adapt to that, and then and then kind of gamify what they're what they're doing, right? Um, so I think the biggest thing is is you know 
having people who understand where those goalposts have been moved to mm-hmm. and what's important now. So I think, you know, going into, you know, 2023, you know, AI, we've, we've, we've already kind of touched on that, but, you know, that's going to change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. right now it's really, really about user experience and really about on-site factors um, as opposed to, you know, pumping out a ton of content mm-hmm. where that used to be yeah. very effective. Well, yeah. Yeah, a couple of things then. I mean, because you say when the goalposts, how often are the goalposts changing like all day, every day, every week, every month? It, you know, the, essentially by goalposts, mm-hmm. we're talking about the the uh, qualities that Google mm-hmm. assesses to make uh, a search Correct. up or down, whatever. Correct. Yeah, the, the algorithm changes. And, and so we have tools that are able to kind of show, hey, Google made a change. Um, and we'll see that kind of across the board. And sometimes they'll make that change for a couple months and they'll revert back. Right? But doesn't everybody, don't all of your competitors, everybody in your space, don't they all have the same tools? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for to some degree, for sure. Everyone has, uh, there's very similar tools, but there's different ways to kind of take the data that we're getting from those tools and how we manipulate that data. So is SEO even, like, I mean, at this in this world, I look at SEO and now Google's actually even bypassed their own search results and yeah. putting answers above the search yeah. results yeah. at all, sure. right? I mean, yep. sure. what, how do you win? Or do, you, or do you just have to have deep pockets and buy your way to the top? Uh, I mean, there's still the fundamentals. I mean, there's, there still is content is king to some degree. I mean, so you still want to start with, you know, building a house with a good foundation. So, I mean, there's the, the basic principles, like you said, 20 years ago is somewhat still there, uh, but just it has changed quite a bit. And so. But you, you can't, like you mentioned, what was it? A carpet cleaning business? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't have a carpet cleaning business afford to buy their way to the top. Yeah. A carpet cleaning business can't even pump out enough content to be at the top, right? Sure. So a carpet cleaning yeah. business, a local carpet cleaning business, can they ever be at the top of a search versus a national chain or anything else? Yeah, and well, they can. And mm-hmm. I think that that's where local search comes into play, right? The the near me searches, the, the, uh, the yeah, geography, yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. for local businesses, there is a way to optimize that, you know, to the 10th degree. Um, but to Clint's point, you know, reviews are still important. Yeah. You know, on-site behavior has become even more important. Yeah. Content's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the clients who we've had over the last three to four years who've really excelled are the ones who've had really quality content. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like we mentioned, you know, AI is now able to pump out content at a much higher level and a higher volume. You know, it's almost like a race to the bottom of like how much, you know, content can can we put out, right? Could you just have like a WordPress site and go to AI and say, could you automate the process of every day having AI spit out a content relevant thing, populate it to your WordPress site and bam, 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 bam. Every day you're getting new content. You could, but mm-hmm. Google's still able to see that this was AI generated. Really? Now, there's some, there's oh, some slick yeah, tricks, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some slick there tricks is. to get around that, but it's three or four steps. Hmm. And I think what we're seeing as an agency is it's still going to require a, a competent copywriter to, one, go through that copy to make it sound personal to the business. Like that yeah. tone is getting there, right? Check. Well, I just I was with a friend last night, uh, uh, Colin from Sheets and Giggles, and we were talking about it. He goes, he goes he's been just playing playing around with this thing and he's he showed me a um, a chat gbt yeah. thing yeah. and he yeah. said make it funnier yeah. and sure yeah. enough the yeah. chat yeah. made it funnier <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. the chat gbt and yeah. it's like what the hell yeah, it's it's, it's very good with with tone and style, right? Mm-hmm. But what it what it is lacking still at this point, and and this is coming, right? It is is being able to trick Google's own AI to show mm-hmm. that it wasn't AI created, yeah. right? Wow. Um, and, and and then beyond that, 
you know, I, there's still SEO that has to be done, right? So yeah. you still need to go in and set the H1, set the meta descriptions, optimize schema, right, to get the full juice out of that blog. Where you know, ChatGPT really? right now, you're not going to be able mm. to fully. Every blog post should be optimized. Every yeah. blog post yeah. should be optimized. I mean, oh, there, man, I need there's your help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's opportunities on the yeah. photos you put on, yep. right? Where mm -hmm. on the back end, Google is able to scan that you know, that language, those keywords, mm -hmm. and it helps Google's algorithm. Wow. All right. So we've been talking about Google. 92% yep. uh, of search, you said. Is there anybody like sort of like hacking by using the other search engines really effectively saying, okay, fine. I'm going to blow off 92%, but I'm going to ma I'm going to be the master of the other eight. Is anybody <laughs> I, doing that? I haven't seen anyone yeah. be super successful yeah, at that. It's um, just such a small percentage we, on those other ones. I, yeah. I, I, the the most success we've had is is utilizing Bing, right, yeah. to to also yeah. uh, supplement that search, but Google is still king in that realm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean I was going to ask you the question, like, where do you see search going in the next three to five years? And I thought, well, what a stupid question. Yeah. It's more like every month. <laughs> yeah, or where do you say, see it yeah. in three months? Exactly. By yeah. summer. What it's yeah, going to be yeah, by summer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So do you see any interesting trends that actually are emerging uh, beyond what we've been talking about? Uh, for me, it, the, it's, it's more about the, you know, Google is able to get users on their Gmail, right? They're able to, to get them on Chrome, right? And we're able to still track you know, certain things, creepy things, right? I, I won't I won't say it's not, but be able to track keywords, search mm -hmm. phrases through their Chrome browser, mm -hmm. right? But I think there are there is, you know, more and more people who are wanting that privacy, who are wanting mm -hmm. to move to like the duck duck goes of of, of yep. the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. um but even but even then Which I still I, uses Chrome. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So so these you know, th these corporations have their hands in everything mm -hmm. at this point and, and you know, if my money was uh on anyone else but Google, right? I'd say that's a losing bet. Huh. Although I've just been reading a lot about Microsoft's acquisition, well, sure. partial yeah, acquisition sure. of OpenAI, sure. yep. yep. and like this is going to be their big push. Yep. Um, they're going to they're going to AI power Bing yep. and see what happens. Well, yeah. and I think that goes back to like you know when you when you buy a Windows, it comes preloaded with yeah, yeah, Edge, yeah. and, and they it comes keep constantly yeah. badgering you. Yeah. Don't you want to switch? switch Don't browser. you want to yeah. switch? Yeah. Switch the browser, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and so exactly. I think that's the struggle for for companies. This is that initial adoption, right? There's yeah. always going to be people who are going to find the Duck Duck goes or, yeah. or whatever else, mm -hmm. but. You know, a lot of that's done right away. Well, yeah, last question about Google, and then we're just going to move on. <laughs> um, but, like, are there are there companies winning at search that don't have deep pockets? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the industry, right? So if you're in a very competitive industry, you know, like, for example, we have legal clients. And depending on which legal services you're providing, those can be very, very competitive and you have to have deep pockets for that. So it kind of depends. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I mean, to the point like Jared was making, local search and like having a carpet cleaner, like you might not be first for carpet cleaning, but like in your little neighborhood, you absolutely can still be we've, first. We've had know. success off of as small as $500 budgets in yeah. Google search and in, in, in a local local, local if they If they don't have broader ambitions than are appropriate for their budget absolutely. and their scale. That's, that's the yeah. key. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the key. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. I want to change subjects here to straight up advertising online. Sure. I want to talk about, I know you guys are involved with pay-per-click. Yep. I'm interested in, you know, the impact of blockers on that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm interested mm -hmm. in privacy constraints. Yeah. So what do you guys see? 
Yeah, and, and, and Google just went to uh, 2024 now that they are going to be done with cookies, right? Who knows if they'll ever actually implement that. Um, but I, I think, you know, as far as blockers go, you know, I'm much less concerned as an agency or as a business owner about, you know, the, the certain users who use blockers and more concerned about using tools to block bots, right? So when we're, we're running PPC campaigns, mm -hmm. ad campaigns, you know, there is so much fraudulent traffic and a lot of bot traffic that comes through that just eats through that budget, somewhere around 30%. Why are they doing that? Why are, why do they have, who's, who's sending the bots to click? Because these are basically artificial clicks, right? Right, yep. right. And yep. it's a great question. I mean, a lot of what we get is from like India, we get, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from other countries. Yeah, it's other countries. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, what yeah, but we're why would, why would someone in India, like if you've got a client and they want you to buy a sweatshirt, mm -hmm. why would someone in India I'm not being dumb. Why would someone no, in I, India have a bot that clicks it's, it? It's a great question. Yeah, it, it's a, it is a good question. I'm, I'm not exactly sure the mechanics mm -hmm. of, of why yeah. it happens, right? But I know almost 50% of web traffic now is probably bot traffic. Um, <laughs> and again, about 30% of your hmm. ad campaigns are getting eaten up wow, by that. That's, yeah. I know people have done, like agencies have done it, foreign yep. agencies have yep. done it because yep. they get paid essentially a reward. Mm -hmm. If they're the agency, they get paid a reward based on the clicks they generate. Sure. So they, I could see why they would falsify sure. it, but I don't know why. Competitors too. Competitors will click on your ad to take up your daily budget. Because oh, you normally set we daily see budgets. That. Oh, oh, so you oh. might have a competitor that's clicking on you to take you down for the day. And they would pay... Well, they're somebody, not paying any, right? Well, but they would pay someone, pay someone to, somebody, to, exactly. in, sure. to, exactly. to orchestrate this mm -hmm. sure. to crush mm -hmm. your budget, depending on the. Now, you know, I that's I don't know mean. how. Oh, that's <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn. But there are two, like like Jared said, we focus on the tools that block those guys. Wow. Yeah, so it's able to, to like read budget. IP addresses and say this same IP address is coming every yep. day. Yep. We're going to block that. All right, I want to yep. talk a little bit about pay per click campaigns in yep. a second. First, I want to remind listeners this is Proco three sixty named best Colorado business podcast in 2021 and 2022. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This is the podcast featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. My guests today are Clint Macklin and Jared Schumacher of Via Technologies. Thanks to our sponsors, Kinsley Meetings. And by the way, those we go back all the way with Kinsley Meetings. They're the, our longest running sponsor. Uh, their business is growing based on a great reputation for conducting meetings with lots of complexity. So please give them a call. Also, my friends here across the table for me, Via Technologies, you guys have been sponsors for a long time and you've been hosting the yeah. website. I don't, this isn't my regular thing to like have a sponsor on, but yeah. I'm just curious about what you're doing. So yeah. thanks for being here. And uh, also Colorado Biz Magazine, our partnership is one where we're building our audiences together. So for all of these, go to Proco360.com and check them out. All right, back to, I wanted to learn a little bit more about pay-per-click. Yeah. Like who's... Let's say somebody's got a small to mid-sized company. What do you see are sort of maybe you can even give an example of somebody's doing it really well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a tree removal uh, company here in Colorado, actually, um, and, and they had been using PPC in the past. Uh, they came to us. We really dug through their campaigns um, and kind of picked out some better locations, mm -hmm. picked out some better demographics, picked out some better keywords. Mm -hmm. And so it's really it, it's really about, you know, making those changes, getting that data, and then knowing what to do with that data to make those changes again. So mm -hmm. let's talk about those changes. Yeah. Uh, give an example maybe of something that they thought was a good idea that then you were able to change into something that actually paid off better. 
Yeah, so they're really big in fire mitigation, um, and there's a lot of state funding rolling into Clearing that. trees away mm-hmm. from homes. Exactly, yeah, yeah, especially yes, up yes. in the foothills, right? Um, and one of the things that they were doing was spending way too much money on that. It's a, it's a you know, fire mitigation is more of a mid-funnel where you've got to really educate someone on, like, where do I get the state funding? How do I go about, you know, picking a company, right? Where a, a pay-per-click ad is, you know, if they're looking for tree removal, that's pretty easy. That's oh. more transactional. Mm-hmm. So pay Paper click isn't as effective for for a learning curve involved sale. Is for, that what you're for saying? A, yeah, for a more complex, fu- you need a more complex mm-hmm. funnel mm-hmm. to educate people uh, to get people to that point, right? Yep. Um, well, that that transitions us nicely because the next question I had is email marketing and sure. email yeah. funnels. Yeah. Um, I've not. I, I know kind of vaguely what they are, but it. Mm-hmm. it and I'm, I'm sure I've been the subject for them because, oh, you yeah. know, companies will. Mm-hmm. will yeah. But how hard are they actually to set up and how effective are they really? I mean, they're they're not hard to set up. It's time. It's more the time thing that set them up. And it's it's making the sequences, too, because I mean, when you're doing an email campaign, it's kind of more of a drip. So you might yeah, have an initial right. one and then a bunch of follow ups just always to try to stay in front of your prospect. Um, and I. If they're done right, they're still highly effective. Yeah, um, we've had we've seen a lot of success with the ones we've ran. Um, you know, some of it depends on the demographics you're going after as well, too, as far as the demographics of your customers and and those yeah. type of things. And and if they're more on the tech side, you know, yeah. How do you avoid drip? What you know, the fourth, fifth, and sixth email drips getting caught in spam? Because like the first two might get through and then, yep. uh, yeah. So yeah. so I think the biggest thing with email marketing in general, it's very broad, right? Most people just go straight to newsletters, right? And that's mm-hmm. what they're thinking. We've got to put out a monthly yeah. newsletter. Yeah. And that's fine. That's great. Those get opened about 33% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. What is what is becoming more and more effective is personalization and automation. Mm-hmm. So not only are you being able to touch your customers who have already shown buying signals, yep. who have already come to you and, you know, given their hard-earned money for your service, you can basically segment that group and you want to have a different type of email sequence for them, right? Uh, you can automate certain things. And I'll give I'll go back to the, the tree removal company. This is a very cool thing that we put together for them with their CRM u- utilizing HubSpot. We're able to now tag certain customers in their system, right? So when an estimator or, or someone comes out to look at the the you know the trees or look at their their yard, they're able to say, hey, they got these kind of trees here. And now in their CRM, it'll show that these, you know, 50 customers have this certain type of tree. And in April, that's when mm-hmm. an email needs to go out to these 50 customers showing them that, hey, it's time to You've to got this, this tree, tree yep. and da-da-da, this yep. is the exactly. season or this is the, yep. these bugs are coming exactly. or whatever the case. Exactly. So I could see where that would be highly efficient mm-hmm. to use. Mm-hmm. Does it pay for it? Like... They got to, customers have to pay to have somebody figure it out, to set it up. And all. Mm-hmm. I mean, are these the kind of things that, do they pay off in a year? Do you have to do them for three years, five years before it, it they ultimately depends become Depends on your product and service and how much that, you know, costs. You know, yeah. obviously if you're selling $20 widgets, it can take a little while to get your money back. But if you're, you know, depending on the service, yeah. and the, yeah. the, it, it can pay off very quickly. Yeah. And I was just going to say, it really does depend on what we're trying to accomplish. Right. And I think beyond just the ROI, you, you got to think that internally now they don't need those internal processes to manually reach out to those people. It's about literally taking those resources you have internally and amplifying them. Yeah. 
I could see where once you get out of the starting block, yeah, yeah, then yeah, it becomes yeah, like yeah. go go. It's and easy yeah, and I so mean, once forth. It's yeah. set up, yeah. And this absolutely. this took about three months uh, mm-hmm. with the tree removal company yeah, to get that full yeah. system set up. Well, I like to use an example of a tree removal company because yeah. it's it's just it's low tech, yeah. right? But yeah, absolutely. but but I would also think that a tree removal company because it's low tech. Their competitors aren't doing anything like this, they right? Exist it. So yeah, so they that makes it. it kind of fun yeah. and intriguing for yeah. somebody who wants to, you know, just step Absolutely. out of the box in their industry. But when you're talking about, I mean, do these things work as effectively if you're a web-based business competing with other web-based businesses? I mean, then you got to be way smarter and way faster and well, way and that's, deeper, that's, right? And that's what Jerry was saying with personalization. Like you got to really hone in on what your target market is and what is important to them. You got to make sure that, that email drip campaign is hits all their pain points. Yeah. So you really got to know those things. And, and for example, for us, when someone reaches out to us and they just, they signify that, hey, we're looking, we're interested in web design. We'll give them a three-drip email sequence that is specific to web design, right? Mm, yep. And that tees up that So what's call. the first, what's the second, what's the third? Typically, the first email is about an overview of the company. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. The second email is hitting on all of our services, and then the third email is usually social proof. Okay, so i got to push back on that. Yep. If you just talk about your services, like everybody does that. Sure. Yeah. So – you, I mean, for for a campaign or a messaging to be effective, right? You you got to hit them in a. You mentioned a pain point, Clint, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you know? Is there some way that you know their pain point as they enter your funnel? Well, typically, depending on what service they're you know interested in, given our, you know our experience and yep. people we've you know we've done this for a while, we've, yeah. we're, we're pretty sure what that pain point usually is. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the the second email kind of giving that full overview of all the services usually starts a conversation when we get on that call of actually mm. we do need help with these other areas. I got you. Yeah. All right. Interesting. And also once once we see them and they're in our system, obviously we do our own little recon on the sure. business. And so we'll go out. And so like some of those other drip campaigns will be more personalized and say, I see on this, this mm-hmm. on your site, mm-hmm. or even take a screenshot and stick it in the email and be like, I see this, you mm-hmm. know, or that, you know what I mean? So yep, that's, yep, that's that yep. personalization. Got it. So, so you, you supplement the automation with your own intelligence yeah. to I mean, be, make it more effective. It's yes. trying to, you know, it's, it's the whole work smarter, you yeah, know, yeah, not yeah, harder. Yeah, than, yeah, You know, so. All right, I'm going to shift gears again. Now I want to talk about social media yeah. advertising. Yeah. Different from pay-per-click, yep. which is really generally resulting from a search, mm-hmm. right? So what's working with social media advertising? Mm-hmm. Um, and really what I, know, what I want to know is what have you used that used to work but doesn't work anymore? You know, it's interesting because that's a, a, an evolving space as well, right? Video was pushed very hard, you know, and that's going to continue to be king moving forward. Um, but what's really interesting is the production value of videos mm-hmm. and ads has been able to come down pretty consi- considerably because of iPhones, right? Mm-hmm. Production value or production cost or production sophistication? Because I, I value means like quality. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. yeah. I, I just say the cost, the barrier to entry yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. is much yeah. lower now. And some of the most effective ads that we see are kind of informal. They're, you know, the, mm-hmm. someone kind of walking around the house, putting a scoop of something into their drink, talking about it, the benefits. The the marketing principles are all there, hook, story, offer, right? But how people are able to get in front of uh, their, their target audience is much easier than it used to be. It still needs to be well thought out, yep. 
but that barrier for entry is definitely lower. Do you mm-hmm. think that the effective ads that people like you just described walking through their kitchen, putting an ingredient in or whatever, mm-hmm. do you think those people are consciously doing the the formula that works? They're just doing it sort of with this purposeful casualness, or are they just like winging it? I think it's the formula. So so I'll, I'll give a, an insider uh, a tip for if anyone hasn't listened to Traffic Secrets or read Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. Mm. Uh, it is essentially the blueprint of, of how to you know, make money online through your products and even, even B2B. But it, it really goes back to you know, it's sometimes not about just making that sale. It's about capturing that email so then we can get them in that mm-hmm. sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think any more touch points wise to, for a, you know, to get a, a buyer to make a purchase decision, you know, used to be 18, it was 36, and now it's probably up over, you know, 50, 60, you know, at this point of how many touch points your brand needs to make before wow. someone actually will make Seriously? a purchase decision. Seriously? Yeah. And and you think about fifty to sixty touch points impressions, and and, and that and it always depends on the product yeah, and, and the industry, industry right? Yeah. But you think about the volume of brands and ads that you see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's gotten pretty aggressive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You see the same brands and everything. Though, yeah, you do. Uh, every day. Especially after I do a search, I totally. thought I did a search yep. for a yep. pair of shoes, yeah, and man, exactly. every it, show up yep. there on every browser on every yep. search, yep. you'll see yep. an ad. Yep. Yeah. And, and going back to, to yeah, and going back to email marketing, right? You know what Russell Brunson uh, kind of lays out, and he's he's the founder of ClickFunnels. Is once you get them out of that initial sequence of hey, we've made our push, we've made our offer, they didn't go for it, then they get them in a drip sequence where it's every day. Yeah. And they're trying different emails because that's to get virtually them back. free once you yeah, set it yeah, up. Exactly. You're basically doing your own A/B testing. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another time we're going to talk about the extensiveness of mm-hmm. A/B testing. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But sure. I, since we're talking about social media mm-hmm. right now, yeah. um, and there's probably some, there's plenty of that in social media too. For sure. But um, For sure. you know, it used to be that the the theme around social media was look build a community mm-hmm. build a, a mm-hmm. follower base mm-hmm. and then sell to them yep. you know is that still is that still even do people even care about that now or are some brands just flat out marketing on social media in general, everything is going towards the community building. Yeah. It's just changing the ways we're going about it, right? Yeah, so social media building. now organically, you're only going to get about 10% of your followers to actually mm-hmm. see any posts. Everything's gone pay to play, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. wants you to pay for you to yeah, get your yeah. full full message in front of all your users. Um, so I think, again, email's free, right? You know, there's obviously the tools cost money. Um, but I think moving forward, those own contacts, because beyond just emails, you can plug those emails into Facebook and Instagram and target those people specifically, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So that's where, you know, again, that own contacts, I think is such a big thing moving forward. And that's community building, right? Do the people on the other end think they're part of the community, or are you building your own list and that makes them your community? <laughs> I, uh, I suppose it depends That's on your style, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, some do sure. it different ways. Yep. Uh, reminding listeners, this is Proco 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. This episode is with Clint Macklin and Jared Schumacher of Via Technologies. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter. Newsletter. Talked about that. Maybe it should be a drip campaign. <laughs> to subscribe to my drip campaign, <laughs> read my blog, link to sponsors, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. Okay, I want to shift yeah. gears a little bit. We have, we, have, we could talk hours yeah, on all these things, sure, but sure. um, 
the thing that that strikes me so much about any kind of digital advertising is that I know there are people who look at this scientifically. They're doing mm-hmm. A/B testing. They're mm-hmm. doing thousands of impressions and then they're you know they're they're trying to tweak for fractional increases and i mm-hmm. and it makes sense but it just to somebody who's not in the business it mm-hmm. just seems like you're throwing everything against the wall mm-hmm. and seeing what sticks just mm-hmm. blast the world mm-hmm. so what's an example you think like that people are doing in mass they're just flocking to do this and they're like that's stupid you know i think a lot of times when we talk to businesses uh, they think they only need one piece, right? So uh, this isn't a specific example, but they think they only need SEO because they've heard about SEO, or they think they only need pay-per-click. And anymore, you know, it's a funnel, right? There's mm-hmm. there's so many different pieces Like a here. multi-approach funnel. Yeah. funnel. Has yeah. to be, yeah. has to be, right? And, and there has to be more goals than just getting someone to fill out a form on your mm-hmm. website. 95% of people aren't ready for that. So how, can we capture their email? Can we get them more information? What can we do, right, to, to get people in that funnel where they're at mm-hmm. as opposed to going for, you know, the kill every time? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like um, the most effective digital marketing, in your case, has multi multiple points of contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're – and a system set up where you can manage from whatever point they come through into this, whatever the customer's comfortable with funnel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. That sounds like so much work. It it really is. There's a, and, <laughs> and and every year it gets it's, more complex. Yeah. Oh my god. But, uh, but like we talked about, AI is slowly helping yeah. some of yeah, those things be a little bit easier. So. Oh, exactly. It's yeah. daunting. It to is. think about it, but unless I mean, ultimately that's why you guys are in business. But not to pitch you guys, but I mean, to do it right. Either someone's got to have a, a significant staff or they got to pay somebody. You just can't. Yeah. To your point, Jared, it's like people can do one thing, so they do one thing. Yep. But that just yep. doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, I mean, that was going to be my answer as far as what I see people do that they put all their money towards is they'll hire one marketing manager for their business and expect that marketing manager to be able to handle all of right. that, you know, whether it's social media, the SEO. I mean, they basically hire one person for 60K and expect that salary to cover everything. And you're really looking for a unicorn at that point. Mm. And so that's that's a what unicorn I unicorn works 20 hours a day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. I mean, and happens know. to know that, you know, is proficient yeah. in every tool that's out yeah. there, which is each one, you know, Facebook and Instagram's ad campaign manager is much different than Google. Right, you guys um, are making me nauseous. There's just, <laughs> no, there's just no, there's just no way to win unless you really. I mean, you gotta, you no, gotta I mean, be. But I mean, you gotta be. You gotta put a lot of tools into play, and you gotta spend some money. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a lot of money, though. You gotta be strategic. Like I said, like yep. you know, when we're looking at pay per click campaigns, we'll look for low hanging fruit. Like mm. we'll see that they're going after like vanity keywords and it's like yeah i mean that's cool but can't afford them yeah exactly yep. why, why aren't we going after more long tail and like you know let's get some quick wins for you yeah yeah um, so cheap quick wins exactly yep. exactly yeah. and that's what we tell people all the time is let's get the machine running where we're putting a dollar in and two mm-hmm, comes out mm-hmm. right and then yeah. eventually we can get three to come out yeah. yeah all right last topic i want to cover with you guys um influencer marketing mm-hmm. hotter and hot um I heard recently that some kids now, instead of aspiring to be like astronauts, are yeah, aspiring to be. be yeah, <laughs> YouTube, I want to be a like, YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, it seems yeah. much easier than oh. going all the way to the moon. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. 
probably is. <laughs> and actually, to be fair, the odds of being an influencer are probably better than being an astronaut. Sure. I mean, they yeah. probably are, sure, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, have you helped your clients use influencers to, to grow? Yeah, I, I mean, for us, it's not something that we focus on. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a really uh, muddied world of like there, you know, there's different contacts for every mm -hmm. person. There are some agencies out there who have been able to make those contacts yeah. and kind of have that network. Um, but it's it's a tough thing to navigate uh, on your own for a business, and you know, from our clients' oh, gosh, experience, yeah. they've they've struggled yeah. for you, sure. You have to have a specific product um, that is very specific to that influencer's demographic that yeah. they're yeah. following. So it to sounds make like it worthwhile. that there are agencies out there that I, I think they're like almost like talent agencies, right? Exactly. Oh, for sure. Influencers that Absolutely. match them up and Absolutely. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's agencies out there that you know do all the work for all these influencers. They have a team. They take 25 percent and they'll have a team that calls their followers wow. and acts like them and talks huh. to them and yeah, all this they, stuff there's I mean, an it's... agency in denver that i ran across that they specifically set up podcasts right podcast yeah, engagements I, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, for, i know those yeah. guys yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so i mean it's it's there yeah now all right shifting gears away from the tactics and yeah. strategies yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. a couple of businessy questions like yeah for sure this is going to sound uh, Okay, it's going to sound cynical, and you guys just <laughs> indulge me, but, you know, everyone in your space says the reason they're great is because they have the best people who know everything, uh, <laughs> right? They, I mean, you have to have great people, but it, ultimately, really, how do you approach finding talent that, that works out well for you? It's huh. tough. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that, I, they I, both I took think, deep I breaths. Think, yeah, yeah. I was going to say if, if we, it, it is. It's tough. I mean, we try. We try to really uh, attract talent by just offering some, not necessarily perks, but just more flexibility. The work from home stuff that everybody wants these days. We kind of implement a, a four day work week, you know, kind of type of situation. Right. So. Um, it, but it's hard. I mean, I, you know, our dev team took me four years to really get it mm -hmm. at a spot that I feel really good yeah. about it to support our customers. I mean, we went yeah, through going, a lot of Going talent. back to, to, you know, people being naive is finding dev talent who yeah. will actually get the job done yeah. is a yeah. much harder task yeah. than you would assume. Yeah. Well, and I would think you got, you mentioned four day work week is possible that, yeah. um, some work at home is possible. I would think though, because one of the advantages, one of the things you just talked about a few minutes ago was that companies have to do everything yeah. to make it work. You can't yep. choose one, one yep. flavor or another. So I would think that your team has to work in proximity to one another at some point, or maybe not. No, no, we have, we have a developer who we met out here and he moved to Croatia two years ago, I think yeah. it was. Hmm. And, um, He's living his dream out there. Are they able to communicate and do yes, what they need to do I mean, together? the time difference plays a role, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's in bed now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but, uh, but it also gives us coverage through the night, you know, yeah. for certain things, too. So it actually helps to oh. some degree. And, and when, but, you, when you find someone like yeah. that who you, does great work, you know, you, you'll you be a little up. bit yeah. more yeah, flexible. Yeah, 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 of course. We're, we're yeah. more flexible. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, last question um, has to do with uh, what is mind-boggling to me, probably mm -hmm. to everybody. The technology, we talked about a little bit how Google changes the yep. goalposts all the yep. time, but yep. everything changes all the time. Yeah. How much of your time is spent in, I guess I'd call it R&D, yeah. you know, yeah. learning, following, you know, not billable because you got to mm -hmm. keep up. If yeah. you if you just keep billing clients with the same work for six months, whatever you like, whatever you're doing now is probably not right. 
Yeah, and, and I've spent the last three months playing with ChatGPT, so that that's been my R and D. Yeah, but I, you know, Clint on the on the dev side, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's so many technologies, there's mm -hmm. so many new, so much new stuff happening all the time. Um, so yeah, may, maybe you want to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're they're it's ever changing too, but I mean, there's still the best practices, right? I mean, you're still yeah, but those have, change all the time, don't they? Well, I mean, you still have, I mean, you know, you can build a house a lot of ways, but you're still going to have, you know, a foundation for it. You're going to have that concrete, if you will. Is that a, well? No, and is I, that true? Maybe a bad well, analogy. No, but... because concrete, <laughs> concrete lasts for whatever a hundred years. Yeah, the the bedrock or the foundation of your technology lasts for what? Yeah, a year, but, six months. But well, gotta, so, like we're. WordPress is, is what we build yeah. a lot of our websites yeah, on. Well, that's, that's been, been, a, been yeah, a long yeah, time, yeah. right? And that continues to get built and improved and yeah. all that good stuff. But you got to start somewhere, right? So like if you're, if you're coming to us and you have nothing, you're a new business, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that case may be, yeah. you have nothing to go off of. We have no data to go off of. We have nothing. So like we can't even look into past marketing campaigns you've done or past you know, websites, right, you've had, right. all that stuff. So we got to start with the basic principles. We got to start with a foundation. Um, and then we'll build that. And, but then just because it's built doesn't mean you stop. You know, right. we do a lot of an uh, analogy or, or analyzing the site with like heat map tracking and those type of things. And that plays into what Jared was talking about, like time on site and how users are using the site and things like that to play a role in your SEO. So like all those kind of things are the things that kind of are changing that help us notice those changes yeah and i think dave to your point is like every month our developers are going into websites and they're fixing things yeah, after a plugin's yeah, updated yeah, and yeah. breaks the whole site uh, yeah, right yeah. and and so that's where you know this isn't just a you build the house and it, it's just going to be it you have to maintain yeah, it you got to yeah. keep up with all well, that uh, stuff. yeah i was thinking more about about digital marketing as opposed to, you know, the website the itself. Website itself. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you know, TikTok is huge right now. I got a lot of inquiries yeah. for TikTok ads. Yeah. Uh, and so that's something I have someone on my team doing R and D for to figure out is it, is the interface, you know, easy to work with? Do we think it can be effective? All of that good stuff. Cool. So, well, and then if uh, if the U.S. outlaws TikTok more yeah, broadly, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be yeah, wasted it, effort. It'll be yeah. way, yep, it'll, yep. it'll be money yeah, down the drain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that does not seem likely to me. No, uh, I don't either. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll so, hey, let's wrap up there, guys. Yeah. I'm your host. Dave Tabor, today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Clint Macklin and Jared Schumacher of Via Technologies. Uh, these guys have been friends for a long time, helping me out, hosting the Proco 360 website and basically fixing what's broken when I, whenever I screw something up. I am not good at WordPress, so thanks, guys. Appreciate having you. Sure. Absolutely. Listeners, glad you're here on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast. And if you haven't yet, it's a huge help if you submit a review in your app. Thanks again to our show sponsors today in the studio with me via technologies, also Kinsley Meetings and Colorado Biz Magazine. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. Colorado.